Hello, this is Abnormal Mapping, episode 52. We have made it a full year. Just one year. Who could have thought that one year later we'd still be here talking about video games? Yep. Uh, I'm your host, M, and with me is regular co-host, Jackson. Say hello. Hi, hello. Hi, good. How you doing? I'm alright. I'm good. I'm good. How's the worst part of summer treating you? I'm too hot. I'm too hot. It's too hot. How, did you enjoy all those PC games that we've been playing with your PC turned on in the heat? Fucking, I'm so mad. Of course, I would be playing a PC game in the one week where turning on my PC makes me want to explode because I'm exploding because of the heat. Please do not explode. I'll try not to. That would be very rude. I'll, I don't know, I'll watch something else. So in the in the three weeks since we've done this, what have you been up to? What have you been playing other than our Game Club game? Um... What have I been playing other than the Game Club game? Not many video games, actually. Very video game light time at the moment. I've been spending a bunch of time on iPhone games. Uh, Would you play on iPhone? Uh, I went back to uh, Zeitgeist game of old Quiz Up. I have been for three weeks. I've just had a... Uh, what's it? That's the, that game that uh, Jeff Gersman said to download. Uh, Tap Tycoon? Tap Tycoon, yeah, that's still going. I check oh, in every wow. day. Okay. Great. How big is your number? I don't know how it works. It's very big. Okay. Uh, it's um, at the APs now. I don't know what that means. Well, so it's uh, it goes tens, then up to, I think, billions is the highest. And after billions, it's just A, 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 B, A, C, and then I'm at AP. Oh, wow. Uh, what happens when you get to ZZ? Well, then I assume it'll go to three. No. Or no, no, it'll be it'll be B, B A. But hmm, yeah, that's but... so many. That's so many. That's so... I know that when I hit level a hundred, I don't know what uh, letter value that is. When I hit level a hundred, something about the game changes, and the like, I get multiple worlds. Okay, that sounds crazy. I don't know, but I shouldn't have started that game. I shouldn't have started that game because all I want to do is tap and make sure that I can keep tapping. It's a dark hole. Uh, how speaking of dark holes, you played Inside. We're not going to talk about that, but we both played it. Are we not? No, I mean, look, we don't talk about new games here. It's true. And like, what can we say about Inside that like matters to someone who hasn't played Inside potentially? Like, go play Inside. It's the good game. It's it, I didn't like Limbo. Inside is good. So uh, the one thing I would actually say about in, Inside that I think would be valuable is uh, a lot of the surrounding Inside discourse has been about these like big moments and reveals and surprises but actually the the most impressive thing about it is how uh just subtle and like not showy it is it's just a really good game that you will enjoy so don't yeah i, I feel like it has been missold by a, a some of the critical consensus around it but i think i it's feel great. i feel like the most impressive thing is how wrong you are about this really no i agree i'm just being a jerk <laughs> I, know, I knew you agreed like i, I i'm not gonna fault you for wanting to get one in on me but I, I don't know. Agreeing. It was really without cause. I just... Uh, I know. There's been a lack of healing on this podcast recently, I feel like. <laughs> lack of healing? I guess I did call you Yosuke of my heart like two episodes ago. Ju- jump out of my heart, Jumpy, please. Whatever. You did not go that far. That's you true. You never go that far. That's true. Uncalled for. Hmm. That's what we call you, Jumpy Jackson. Is Yosuke the worst character in Persona uh, 4? Uh... Mm. Or is Teddy it exists. Oh, Teddy! Yeah, forgot. I completely forgot about Teddy. Who are you right, gonna? Teddy. Who are you gonna pitch otherwise? 
I was going to say Chie, but mostly because of the Chie fandom. Yeah, the Chie fandom's dumb. Uh, Chie is fine. Chie the is fandom, fine. The fandom is insufferable. Yes. Worst fandom? <laughs> that is not true. Not even no. remotely true. Uh, no, that would be the Yukiko fandom. No, it's not the Yukiko fandom. <laughs> Look, it's not the wrong... Well, it is the wrong choice, but it's an acceptable wrong choice. You know what the wrong choice is? Having an argument about the best Persona 4 girl. I know, we could be talking about the best Persona 3 girl, or boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Who's... It's just just me. I'm the single member of the, the shoe club. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't talk about my feelings about Persona 3. <laughs> Not in a public forum. <laughs> Let's all talk about Ken. <laughs> Let's not talk about Ken. Let's not talk about Ken. It's problematic. I recognize What we that. talk about when we talk about Ken. <laughs> Look... Ken's adorable. Ken is adorable. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can't talk about Ken. Let's talk about anything else. Did you play anything else, Jackson? Uh, not really. It was inside. Um, as that. And that, yeah, that was mostly it. Uh, like, there may have been other things, but I don't really remember them. Um, just a bunch of, yeah, fiddling with iPhone games, playing this word challenge game as well. I don't know. I've been using that for distraction a bunch, and there's cool... Hey, iPhone puzzle games. Welcome to 2011. I'm here to tell you about them. I don't think uh, I don't think Quiz Up counts as a puzzle game. Uh, sure, but I mean, I've also been playing. It's called Word something. It's and Tap Tycoon game. is also not a puzzle game. Tap Tycoon is not a puzzle game. But Monument Valley. That's a puzzle game. Monument Valley is a puzzle game. Right. Uh, what have you been playing? Because I know that uh, I know that you've taken another step. On a certain journey. So let's let's do a little housekeeping first. Uh, right. Last time we were podcasted, we were talking about uh, a potential Kingdom Hearts project thing, which, uh, due to circumstances that are kind of outside the scope of this podcast, but family troubles at home, I don't have the time or stress capital to spend on that project. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel it, which is a real shame because I had cool guests guests lined up. Uh, I will continue to play Kingdom Hearts in my own time, but I can't, I can't, I just can't finagle a huge project like that. I don't know how you do it with five Metal Gears. And uh, I didn't have the shit going on, or I, I used my dumb work as a distraction. Also, you saw how much doing the five Metal Gear bullshit ruined me. That's true. I was, I'm also a full-time job and other interests, and yeah, and the games are three times as long each. Yep. No, like this, this is, is a, a bigger undertaking. And you're in a, like, the, the, the personal situation is bad, and the, like, time you have is much more limited. <laughs> yep. So, because of stress at home, I haven't really had a lot of inclination to play video games lately, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I don't even carry my 3DS around in the past two weeks. Like, I'm, like, a different person. It's a real bummer. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But, um... Because of that, I decided to throw myself into Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is the journey you were discussing. Yes. Um, last time we recorded, I think I was only through... You had not finished th- 3. Yeah, so I played 3 and then I played uh, Liberation basically back-to-back. And those games are fantastic as long as you don't engage with the open-world stuff in them. Uh, I think the story they tell is really interesting. I think the amount that they deal with the assassins as like kind of a messed up group and their aims and how ineffectual they are is really good. I think the two characters are interesting. Uh, it's, it's the best assassins creed, uh, as like a thing you can experience as like a narrative. Um, 
And then I went into Black Flag as like, I just need to kill some time and enjoy myself playing games and not be stressed out. And Black Flag's perfect for that because it's the stupidest story in all of the Assassin's Creed games, but manages to go back to the like open world stuff that 2 did really well and make that bigger and more ridiculous. Uh, I, I am like, I am further, I've played more of that game than I did 3 and Liberation combined at this point, and I'm like barely into it. I'm like a when third Assassin's of the way Creed gets your hooks in you, uh, it's it's real. It's real. You can spend a long time upgrading your fleet. Uh, yeah, it's great. It it makes me wish that I don't know. It's weird because like I like the ship stuff, but it gets old. And the Assassin's Creed stuff is fine, but like clearly is really streamlined. So it ends up feeling a little hollow. But the two things together like create just a perfect amount of like oh I'm tired of this I'm gonna go do the next thing over here. And then when I get tired of that, there's the other half of the game to deal with. Uh, and it's weird because, like, I, that kind of game design I don't think is necessarily good. But it's really, like, I don't want to say compulsive because, you know, there's, there, that's a loaded word. But that's kind of how I feel when I play it. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down and just do, like, one thing. And then, like, three hours go by and I realize that what I've done with my evening is play the boat game and the stabby game. And, like, that's not, like, I don't feel great about it, but I, like, I, I enjoy having that thing that I can just throw time into and, like, not feel gross on the other end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's doing similar things sometimes with the fucking tapping game, like, you're doing, you're coming out on top here. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not doing much more than tapping. Like, you go up, you press X, you stab a guy, and then you wiggle the stick. Like, I've got a stick. That's really the difference. Sure, but uh, the dif- like the difference to me isn't... Uh in the control so much as assassin's creed 4 is an ex- like a pleasant experience through a beautiful island world of well there um, there is that that scenes. is a stunningly gorgeous game that's like, that's really the thing it, like what the stuff you are doing is the things you do as an excuse to be in the world whereas i am doing things as an excuse to be able to do more of the bad things that i don't actually want to do at all i need to delete that game off my phone i don't know if you're having fun i don't think you have to delete it yeah i don't know i don't know i like does it actually like I don't know. You don't actually talk about it much. I assume you're not playing it that heavily. So is it really that anxiety-inducing? I'm playing it fairly heavily. Like, it consumes more of my brain than I feel like it should. Like, I'm like, oh, i got to go check it. I don't, I've, I don't talk about it because I'm, like, ashamed of it. Uh, hmm. If that's what you feel, maybe it is a problem. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I hadn't, like, loaded up one of those games before. Because I'm, like, totally the person who will get compulsive about things. Uh, don't ever don't ever gamble. Oh, no. I, I know that. Okay. Good. Gambling would to get me. It'd get me. And that's why I know I'm pretty safe from it.
Let's let's talk about things that aren't video games, Jackson. You watch Cowboy Bebop. Fuck. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Let's do this. We're going there. Yeah, we're going. Me. We're going there. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's not going to be on Trash Book Ratio. That's not even a podcast anymore. <laughs> uh, yep. How is Cowboy Bebop? It's great. It's fucking good. Hey, hey. If you've not watched Cowboy Bebop, go do yourself a favor and rectify that. Could you pitch Please. Cowboy Bebop to someone? The like, best show television that... show. No, that's not what I mean. I know, I know. Uh, hmm. Jazz and sadness for 22 minutes in space. But, like, hilarious. Oh, yes. Also, it's, a, it's a, yeah. It's also, it's hilarious. Sorry, it wouldn't actually, like, it was sold to me as the, like, morose, serious show. And it can be that sometimes, but it's always got ludicrous, cartoonish nonsense. Uh, I, I think like, of Cowboy Bob as a fun show more than I think of it as a sad show. No, you're right. So do I. Uh, it's just that the, the bits where it pretends to be, like, its central plot and thrust uh, are very sad and serious. But the actual reason you watch the show, like, that is the true core of the show, is just ludicrous crew adventures. Yeah. The worst... Uh, most incompetent bounty hunters imaginable. Uh, this side I... of the chime. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, no, they have competition these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Cowboy Bebop, it's weird because I saw that so young that it's like, I, I can't separate my love of Cowboy Bebop and my love of the things that Cowboy Bebop inspired. Like, I love jazz and I love space and like that stuff comes out of me having watched it at the right age, I think. Uh, but I don't know if that's true. It just feels true when I think of the timeline of my life. But it's weird because it's so formative. Like to me, Cowboy Bebop is like is anime. Like as much as like DBZ and Sailor Moon is, but like it's so much less ubiquitous in the culture. Uh, like so, like everyone's seen it, but it, it's not like there's no merch. It's not like memed in the same way. It's um, it's it's memed a little bit, but I think that's because it's popular uh, mm-hmm. outside of Japan rather than inside of Japan. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Also, watching it, it's so different from every single other episodic anime show I've seen. Uh, like, the tone of it, the way it tells a story, uh, it just isn't, it's just not the same thing. And it's so outside of the usual conventions of uh, those shows. And I haven't watched enough to, like, be sure about this, right? Mm. Uh, but it definitely feels, like, uh, outside of... The, that trajectory of like anime as a, a medium that was moving forward like i haven't watched dragon ball z but i can look to it and go oh that caused this and this and that which is the same as i can do for evangelion right mm-hmm, yeah but i cowboy bebop is just this cool thing that this uh this team made that i love yeah, it's interesting because like cowboy bebop is like cowboys and jazz in space and thus it's like really western inspired but it's also like more formally western inspired like uh, there's even an homage to this, but the whole show is built on the foundation of shows like Batman Animated Series, which was like, we're going to use this 22 minutes to tell like an actual like feature film caliber story. It's just going to be 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like, can we tell a movie in that time frame with the power of as good animation as we can get? And the answer is yes, like spectacularly so. To the yeah, point where what, all other were like actual movies seem laboriously long and overstuffed. Oh, uh, so I so what I did because apparently I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Um. So I I switched from Cowboy Bebop. I finished Cowboy Bebop and was like, I'm going to watch this Netflix show that everyone's talking about. I tend to be very dismissive when it comes to the new hot television show that everyone's talking about. It's probably shit. I say that's unfair of me. I should check it out. I'm going to watch Stranger Things. 
that everyone says is fantastic. It's an 80s inspired show uh, that's, that's uh, like Spielberg kids monster nonsense. Uh, whatever. I hated Super 8, but this one's apparently great. Uh, load it up, and it's the most boring thing I've ever seen. It take it eventually becomes less boring, but it takes four episodes to do so, and each episode is over 50 minutes long. Do you, do uh, you like E.T.? Yeah, E.T.'s fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not like uh, against that genre. Okay. Um, I was just curious. I actually didn't know. No, E.T.'s great. Because I, I, I know that you have some bad Spielberg opinions. Uh, I had. I haven't revisited those films as much. Like, when I rewatched Lincoln, I was like, okay, I was wrong. So... Yeah. Uh, I, you know. But no, it... And in, in contrast to Caleb Bebop and stuff like Batman the Animated Series, like... When you think about the time storytelling needs, uh, every te- television shows are too long. They're too long. They're way too long. Why yeah. would you ever need fifty minutes in an episode? Uh, I don't know. I don't, like so. I've been watching a lot of uh, Next Generation with Destiny uh, because we're going through that, and those episodes are like I think they're like forty-five minutes or so. They're forty. They're forty-six. Okay. Um, like they're less than that if you skip through the intro every time, like I do. But uh, <sighs> blasphemy. Whatever. We watch nah, the cold open and then I fast forward because it's a, it's an old TV show. Thus, the intro is incredibly long. I do like long intros, but I don't skip the intros of anime, and they're that long. I usually skip the intro after one or two times. Uh, pretty uh, much every show. I watch the Bebop intro every time. That's so weird. Uh, the one sh- like maybe the only show I didn't skip the intros of was uh, The Wire. Weirdly enough, just because it was great. Uh, yeah, um, but that show is like that long and doesn't really feel like it's misusing its time that much. Uh, admittedly, it's jugging. It's like a different era of television. Like it's such yes. a different show. Uh, but I think it's possible to do hour-long shows that are good. It's just really rare. And like TV seems to be in a place where like all of the prestige shows have to be like an hour long because that's just the format that people accept now and it's weird when like you know cowboy bob's 22 steven universe is 11 minutes an episode and manages to actually tell compelling interesting stories in like the most compressed time space i wish Mm -hmm. like with netflix doing shows that there was more of like a like a window that they could play with that sort of stuff like netflix should do shows that are only like 15 minutes long and and like there is, but what that results in is generally shows being longer because it means you don't have to cut for like the forty two. So you'll get shows that like the pilot will always run slightly longer than the rest of the episodes, uh, and the rest will like run between forty eight and fifty something, and the pilot will be over, and the finale will be over an hour. Like that's how Netflix shows use that freedom. Oh, that seems exhausting. They're just so much flabbier. It's like the first season of Fringe; every episode had an extra act for no reason, and they were all too long. Hmm. So yeah, that's uh, the that's TV opinions. What are you watching next? Uh, well, <laughs> it started up. I was like, I need a trash anime to watch. Uh, and then I loaded up that fucking swimming show because everyone had talked about that. Uh-huh. It's fine. You could watch like anything. Why don't you watch something different? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch all of it. Okay. I said that about Stranger Things too, so don't take me on that. But yeah, I, I was going to say, you were like, oh, I watched the first two episodes of Stranger Things. I didn't like it very much. I'm like, oh, well, that's sad. Everyone seemed to like it, but I don't know. And then two days later, you're like, I finished Stranger Things. And I was like, what even happened? Nothing. I just still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I did ask you what happened in the show, but what happened to you as an individual? 
the same thing that's always happened. I've been bugging you to watch shows literally as long as we've been friends that you still have not watched. I am... Alright, when we finish this podcast, I'm going to sit in the chair, I'm going to load up the next episode of Enterprise, and we are off to the races. Alright, good. I'm glad. You can watch wrestling. I will watch Scott Bakula be upset. I'm going to watch it when me and Destiny get there. I can't watch it before that. Uh, if we're doing this talk, then I do want to say how good Star Trek Beyond is quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it in Trash Talk Ratio, I'm sure. But if yeah. you uh, if you liked like Star Trek Prime Universe, Star Trek Beyond is really good. and includes weird allusions to Enterprise that made me very happy that you won't get unless you've seen Enterprise, but it's good. If you like New Trek, it's uh, it's good. It's like of... I think it's better than Trek 09, but it's of similar quality in terms of the stuff it's doing, like as a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think its themes are a little more on point than Treco 9's were. Uh, it's definitely better than Into Darkness, because holy crap, Into Darkness is a bad film. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, really impressive as how it takes a thing that was bad and ruined and like course corrects without overwriting. It's not fucking whatever that new Alien movie is that's deleting the two other two alien movies you mean deleting the good alien movies alien 3 and alien resurrections yes i mean deleting the gay aliens look if you have only seen alien and aliens and you haven't watched through to resurrection go watch resurrection resurrection's amazing i love it so much it's got a joss whedon script it's directed by that guy that i can't remember the name of uh the french guy who did like yeah mr amelie uh yes and like it reads as like a weird like one it's super gay and then it reads as like a weird po- like backdoor pilot to uh firefly because ba- yep. the firefly cl- crew is basically in it as side but, characters but also because it's not directed by joss whedon but it's directed by this french dude it like is a backdoor pilot of firefly if firefly was made by someone who knew that firefly was a cartoon <laughs> yeah so Ron Perlman as Nathan Fillion walking around being surly is fantastic. Oh, speaking of Firefly, like I am a professed Firefly hater, but there was a really great uh, tag for Star Trek because uh, uh, we have a draft house in Omaha and they always have like either actors talking and be like, hey, don't text, don't use your phone, whatever. Uh, and they had a clip from, I assume it's Serenity, where he talks about uh, it's like a book talking to Malcolm where he's like, uh, if you touch her, you'll go to the special hell reserve for child molesters and people talk in the theater. And it got such a laugh for the fucking nerds in the theater. It was actually a delight. Like, I see in that a moment where, like, Firefly means a lot to people. I wish I felt it. I'm really bummed that I don't like Firefly, like, when I think oh. about it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think about Firefly, it makes me angry because I think it's a bad show. But I'm really sad that I don't like it because, like, on paper, it sounds, like, entirely my jam. Uh, yeah. I mean... It is, and it's called Cowboy Bebop, and it exists. I know, I know. I <laughs> like know. they're the same show, but Cowboy Bebop is way better. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, that's 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 from the TV series, and it's a good it's a good joke. Okay, good. It's a great theater stinger. Yeah. Are we ending this? We end. Are we are we ending this this? Yeah, uh, segment? we haven't really played video games. Let's talk about our game club instead. Let's get to it. Let's do it.
for our game club this month, we uh, decided to take a look at a game that has been on the list of potentials for a good for a good long while, pretty much since we started the show. Uh, the 360 PS3 PC shooter Binary Domain from Sega and developed by the Yakuza team. Uh, so, unsurprising why we were interested in this. Uh, has a bit of a reputation um, as a kind of cult classic uh, on the 360, coming in very late, uh, selling about six copies, and um, being a Japanese game. So it basically hits all the, uh, all the, 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 what's the word, all the spots, the stuff? I don't know, I'm bad at this. Anyway, it's one of those games, and uh, we wanted to check it out. It's another Vanquish from the outside, but is it another Vanquish from the inside? We don't like Vanquish, that's the context for that. Sorry. Yeah, no, you could check out episode... Three. Three? Is it three? I thought it was... I was going to say five, so... Episode three, Vanquish. We're like, oh yeah, let's play Vanquish. Everyone says it's fantastic. <laughs> so, it's really interesting, because we talked about Dead Rising the other day. For the yes. Last episode or whatever. Episode. And, like, there's this whole slate of games last generation that were Japanese-developed games that were clearly built to appeal to Western markets. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like almost every single one of them is fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Japan is good at what Japan does. And we love Japanese games here to the point where some people think that they're our aesthetic, even though that's wrong. Uh, Alan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when they, like, you know, when they try to appeal to, like, oh, like, Americans love shooters and gritty military men, I feel like the results are, at, like, the very best interesting, hilarious failures. Like, I think of a game like Bionic Commando as, like, the peak Japanese trying-to-be-Western game. Do you mean 08? The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a Western game. Oh, Capcom, look, Jackson, does yes. that game not feel like it belongs in this type? It does, but that's not, it's not the same thing. Like, I would not compare Bionic Commando uh, 10, I wanted to come yeah, 2010, with... Um, I 100% would. Oh, no, I think it is, actually. Uh, with, like, Lost Planet 2. Hmm. I don't know. I think those I think those fit together better than you would want to think they do, but maybe you're right. I, I, I feel like its approach to storytelling is... It's like, I can tell when a fucking uh, Japan made a game where it was trying to appeal to the West because they have the fucking Western character and he's always the worst, whereas Bionic Commando believes in Mike Patton. Bionic Commando believes in Mike Patton! Mike Patton and Steve Bloom are there to ruin your foggy memories of a character in a video game that you only half remember. Yep. Uh, but no, I, I get the like the uh, desire to like place it amongst them because, like, in a play sense and budget sense, it uh, it totally kind of fits. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so like Vanquish is the one that we played that we really hated. I mean, we we've played some of these, and you know they've turned like. Another peak example of this going really well is like Resident Evil 4. Like that's a great game, but it's clearly built to be like a game that appeals more abroad than it does in Japan. Um yes, yes. Well, I think the difference is cuz Metal Gear uh, Solid 1 I would compare to Resident Evil 4 in that like they both do that, but they also both kind of brought in this new thing that then western genres refined sure uh, it is the japanese games that came after those like refined western versions that tried to like bring that back in and the weird dissonance there uh like because binary domain has a bunch of that like it sh- the feeling of shooting is really good and it has this really nice combat design but then 
like the way quick time events just come on the screen and the way that things are very clearly delineated into you are fighting now you are walking now you are in the space for this which is uh like western games tend to prioritize this is being super generalizing and i don't like that but i guess for the conversation uh western games tend to prioritize a better sense of flow like that's all uncharted is about is trying to make it seamless when you walk from thing to thing even though all that does is just make it more obvious that you're in a room full of chest high cover (laughs) yeah um so this has not answered the question is binary domain another vanquish and the answer to that is kind of no it's a lot better than vanquish it's it's a lot better than vanquish but i think i think it has so many of the same problems as vanquish the difference is binary domain i can see the better game it could be uh and i can see the version of it where i it's like a classic vanquish is a bad game that i don't like to play yes also binary domain is way funnier yeah, look, come on. It's got Kane. It's got a French robot. You're going to say no right. to a French robot? So, Binary Domain, a, a slight uh, explanation of the plot. It is the... what Does it say what year it is? I don't think it does. I, I think it might not. Binary Domain. Let's have a look. The Wikipedia doesn't say. Uh, then, to it, me, then it like, mustn't say. Yeah. like I Yes, it does in the year 2080. Okay. I was going to guess 2060, so that makes sense. That checks yeah, out. 2080. Uh like all of the world's governments uh put except japan put together a team to go into japan because japan which is like seal itself off is making robots that look like humans because they've got like terminator skin and they're called the hollow children and you're part of the hang on let's back up a sec to actually give the almost completely irrelevant actual backstory of the world which is sea levels rose killing almost everybody uh then they had to build cities on top of the old cities i really Uh, don't think that's necessary but sure i mean no i mean i think it's necessary insofar as explaining why binary domain is a good game i don't like necessarily think it goes like super deep to the thematical stuff but like going through the underside of this world coming up through the lower cities going into the upper cities and climbing the big tower which is the uh the structure of the game it like it gives a very good sense of progression in space as just an experience of a world you've traveled through mm-hmm. um and it, yeah so it's got all this ludicrous uh uh backstory but basically there are robots and they walk among us and you are the rust crew who rust are tasked crew. with cleaning up wayward robots yeah hey uh, hey hey big Mo. Yeah, so you're, the main character, player character, is Dan, and he is the Survivor, capital is the T, survivor. capital S. The Survivor. Which is exactly like a Mass Effect origin in which it seems important, but you're never told what it actually is. The Survivor. Yeah, he is. He was born in Nebraska, hilariously. Uh, which he was is, born in Nebraska. Which was baffling when that line well, comes up, because... Well, those uh, could be fake memories. I guess that's true, but... Uh, Dan is seems like the least Nebraskan person in the world. Look, it's close enough. Yeah. If you just assume that this is video game Dan Reichert, I guess it makes a lot of sense. Dan is as Nebraskan as Big Bo is black. I, I, I think what you said was like racist and offensive, maybe. No, I'm saying that yeah, I, like I'm I'm pointing out that Big Bo's racist and offensive. Okay, yes, there's Big Bo, who is your stereotypical black guy, and not since fucking <laughs> Barrett. Barrett Wallace has there been a character that is so into being the loud black man who is your buddy. They ri- they rip out like literally just take Barrett Wallace, put him in this game, and give him the fucking Mister T voice. He has both arms though. He does have both arms, but he does carry a big gun. 
Yep. And then you go around and you collect other crew members, all of which come from a different country and have a dumb, different voice. But, uh, but like, to that point, I think it's hilarious how, like, I, I do think Dan is as cartoonish as, as America. Like, everyone is a stereotype no, that's true. down to. But, but because of the specifics of it's very uncomfortable when they do that with Big Bo, far less uncomfortable when they just make cartoon American. Yeah. I mean, I guess Big Bo is also cartoon American, just a very sure, different be, vision you know, of it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. You know I mean. And then uh, you get. Uh, so, do you want to run down our crew? There is Charlie. Can I remember them. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie's uh, from the UK. He is voiced by Troy Baker. I knew I recognized his voice. <laughs> you no, know, he sounds like Troy Baker doing a bad British accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on then, yeah. I'm Troy Baker. There is Rachel. She is also from the UK. I sound like this. I'm Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Rachel basically sounds Australian most of the time. I, Rachel might be the worst accent in the game. Uh, no, because right after that is Faye, who is your Chinese operative. Oh, yes. Voiced by Laura Bailey, doing a very nebulous Ooh. accent that goes from kind of racist to, like, <laughs> British to, like, Australian to just uninflected English. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Yep. And then there is uh, Kane, who is your French robot, of course. He's, he's perfect. He's the perfect character. Uh, yeah, he's just Lumiere, but as a robot. Bonsoir. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but he is literally that character. Who's Lumiere? The uh, the candelabra from the candle Beauty and the Beast. You're right. No, you're right. I was like, is that, oh, yeah, he is. He's the fucking candle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just a French cartoon. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, there is the, like, weirdly most extreme racial insensitivity accents who are all the Japanese people who you come across, who, for no good reason, speak like the weirdest broken English that you could ever imagine. I don't know how this happens. There was a point where I was like, hang on, did they, like, th- did they just do one set of voice acting for Japan and for the West and, like higher japanese actors no no they didn't they did not like uh kurosawa who is the cop who for the first two-thirds of the game speaks entirely in japanese is actually played by johnny young bosch yep and his like english is like it's gross like someone should be fired for allowing that to be in a video game yep (laughs) like no white person should be saying those words like that it's accents accents which gets doubly hilarious when this is a game about talking yep uh so this is like a cover-based third-person shooter that's kind of like it's a big deal but like the gimmick is that your squad members you can communicate with through like a voice command system that will actually use your microphone if you have it set up uh where you can respond to them and like positive reactions that they want to hear will increase their trust meters Mm -hmm. and you want them to trust you more it has some vague influence on the ending, but not really, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's a system that could go a lot of places, and I feel like suggests a lot without doing it. Which is kind of how I feel about the game in general, but we'll get to that. But uh, it, it's hilarious in that all it means is that the enemy, or that your party members spout the same three barks at you, like, every five seconds. And, <laughs> like, if you try to actually... Don't die, you... then we'll really be in a pickle. <laughs> and if you actually try to use the microphone to talk to them, you always make them mad because you say the wrong thing because the voice recognition is really poor. 
And to be fair, when you use the uh, prompt equivalents, you also make them mad because they're really unclear as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll give you, like, damn. Uh, you never want to sure. pick damn. You never want to no. pick damn. No, I'm always picking the most positive one, but sometimes you want to pick a negative one. I, uh, it's very strange. It's it's very, it's very a weird system that is, I, I feel half better. Like, I like the idea of it. Uh, I feel like the system would be a lot better if they completely divorced it from actually having a system. Like if it was just I responded to this thing and pressed this button, and they responded back. But the part where it ties into like rankings going up and down, uh, and it's not just about the interaction in the moment. Like I, I giving it that larger context is where it falls down because they they can't support that uh, with the, like the budget it's working on and also the story it's trying to tell. Like Dan, who is the person we play and ostensibly reply to these characters who trust us, is a very specific person going on a very specific journey that I'm not controlling. And so it feels wrong for my relationships to be influenced by, like, whether I shot the guys fast enough. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's very much like a take on the kind of ideas that were in Mass Effect at the time. Like, you you yeah. see that it comes out of, like, the action RPG AAA American genres. Yeah, yeah. apart from the fact that it ignores, like, why those games are like that which is the player is a blank slate it's a blank cipher i mean like shepherd's kind of a blank slate but at the end of the day like you're following the story it's not that different i think like it's not... i think i don't think you can look at binary domain and dan in particular and not see shepherd in it i do see shepherd in it but i mean big bow should not betray you at the end of that game because that's the like that, that feels wrong i mean it feels wrong i mean big bow technically doesn't betray you if you do it right that's what I mean, but if you do it wrong, then Big Bo betrays you, and I don't, I, I, I don't know why. Like, I mean, that, relation- that's true. That that's true of games like Mass Effect, though. Also, mm-hmm. but those are games about like, did you do the th- like, like? That's the central thrust of them. Whereas this is not. This isn't a game about the relationships with people. Uh, I don't think. I don't think that's actually the central thrust of Mass Effect. I think the fandom has made that the central thrust of Mass Effect. Hmm. I mean, I would actually argue I don't think Mass Effect has a central thrust. <laughs> uh, sure. But, I mean, there's, like, a plot that Mass Effect has that has very little to do with the character. Inter- like, especially Mass Effect 1 has very little to do with your actual character interactions. Mm-hmm. And Mass Effect 2, like, they they were like, oh, people like talking to these people. So they made an entire game about recruiting a team because that's what people liked. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really do believe that, uh, like, the... Putting story consequences to that system uh, hinders the story because the story... Like, I'm experiencing it, and I I feel separate from Dan in the way I don't feel separate from Shepard, and I think that's deliberate in how they're framed. Hmm. I I don't think it's as different as you think, but I also don't like Mass Effect very much, so... <laughs> I, I don't know. I would, I would like, compare it to, say... Uh, let's have a think. Like, what if in Resident Evil 4, you like which, another one of these games, you could influence... Like, if a certain person died at the end, or if someone showed up to save you at the end, and that kind of stuff. I mean, like, they've had that kind of system. Like, I think something like that exists in Resident Evil 2. It's been a while since I played it, so that might okay. not be accurate. But, I don't know. like, those systems exist in Japanese games. Like, no, I know, like... I know they do. Like, Dead Rising has different endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a purely Western thing. I'm saying in the way it's implemented here, and the things it is drawing from, uh, it doesn't have the reasons those systems work. The and thing so it feels dissonant. 
so yeah, the thing that bothers me with this isn't that the system exists, it's that the system never goes far enough to what it suggests. Like, mm -hmm. an idea in which you have party members that you get to select and put in your party, and then you get to influence their trust up and down. Like, in theory, like, who your romance option is, like, because there's a, you know, like, I... Like, the person I was with the most, my character ended up romancing, but that ended up just being by the dictates of the plot. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I was like, oh, well, I maxed out that person's trust, so that's what happened. Or, like, who betrays you? Or even the idea, because the game's about, like, oh, these robots that could be humans, even who could be a robot seemed like something that the game could choose dynamically based on those choices. But actually, none of that is true. Mm -hmm. Like, it changes a cutscene at the end and, like, who's there in the final boss battle. But that's literally it. And because of that, it ends up feeling really hollow in a way that, like, it could be tied into the system and actually make for a really cool game that does all of those things on the fly and would be if it was a different game that had a bigger budget, maybe. Uh, or, like, was just differently scoped. Like, a, like you know, like, there are small budget games that have that kind of weird character stuff in it. Like, uh, Alpha Protocol, I know, has that stuff. We haven't played that, but, it, like, it's on the list kind of in the same way that this game was. Uh and I know that game has, like, characters respond to you based on what you say, and it actually influences the story in, like, ways that matter. Yeah, uh, but the uh, Binary Domain isn't about a branching story. It just has, it, like, it's, it's about this very specific linear. What, what I'm saying is, like, by having that system, like, the system isn't inherently bad, but the system suggests mm -hmm. a, a story in which your choices do matter. And that system in a linear game is the thing that doesn't make sense. But I think that the system itself is, like, a really great oh, idea. Sure. Yeah. It's just not taken anywhere. I think, yeah, I think if they had gone that way, it would have been fine. I think if they had stripped it out and kept it as just a pure shooter, that would have been fine. Uh, but at the moment, if I feel like it, yeah. I like some of the ideas, but it does feel half. Like, I wonder if, like, in a world in which, like, that had been, like, a bigger, like, this game had been successful and people really liked it. Like, would that system have found its way into, like, a Yakuza in which, like, you can choose which, like, bosses you want to side with through, like, a similar conversation system? Like, it I makes sense. I would have to play... Uh, the later Yakuza games to know that, but I was like, play, from playing one and three, I would assume not. I don't know. I think um, I think that could totally be a thing that would exist in an RPG better than it does in a shooter. No, I think it would work well. I just don't think it'd work in those games hmm. uh, because Kazmakiri. If you want to talk about a character who has a moral stance who I cannot influence, that man is Kazmakiri. But you don't play as Kazmakiri in most no, that, of the... That's true. Once you get to 4, they open that up a bunch. I don't know. Yeah, like, like I said, that's what I mean. Like, I don't actually know where Yakuza goes after 4. I know it goes into interesting ground. And I'm mm -hmm. excited to see one day. Yeah. But I wanted to move off this topic for a second and talk about it as a shooter in which you go from cover point to cover point and shoot robots. So... My this does the two things that I really like in shooters, and I'll, I'll like you know we caveats here every time we talk about one of these. I don't really like shooters at all. Um, like I enjoy them every once in a while, but it's not a genre I grew up with. I don't have any nostalgia or affection for it. So like I kind of play them like begrudgingly, or when I get in a mood, or just want to like you know eat my vegetables. But the two things I really like about shooters is one. The enemies get hit really well, in which, like, their reactions are really strong. And two, it gives you a very clear weapon that is the right weapon to use at all times, and you should only deviate from it when absolutely necessary. Yes. And this game doubles down on that by giving you a gun that, like, is your main gun, that is the only one you can upgrade and the only one that matters, that happens to be great. 
and a bunch of robots that explode in fantastical ways and a gameplay system that's entirely based around you like blowing off a limb and then shooting their head until their head explodes because otherwise they'll crawl at you it felt very like dead space inspired and i appreciated mm-hmm. that a lot it's not nearly as good as dead space uh but that stuff was uh great fun for me like it, it, it's a different thing i don't know i don't think it's that different uh, isn't Dead Space slightly slower paced? Yeah, kind of. But like the the whole thing with Dead Space is like every like you don't just want to go for headshots. Like this monster you have to shoot off their limb. Oh, yeah, no, and... I, I know. What was that called? They had a system name for it. What was it's it the limb system? No, I don't know. It's I mean, not I... the limb system. <laughs> the limb system is something else. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> We've got that. Uh, but no, the I, I don't remember what it's called. But th- yeah, like every robot and even the boss in this game are all about targeting very specific points to make the robot explode in a particular way to expose a new weak point, And then you hit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that like, even though the enemies don't actually vary very much in Binary Domain, I think that actually carries it through pretty well through most of the game. Uh, like it helps re- that I played it on easy in which you are just massacring all of the robots instantly. It's not particularly hard. Uh but like that, that's satisfying enough. Like it's a it's a good enough time. I, yeah. I I only had to use a sniper rifle like twice in the entire game, so it's good. Yep, that's that's you're accurate. That's the uh, that is totally the measuring stick. Uh, yeah, no, I think as a third person shooter, it, I don't know. I wouldn't say like the best because I haven't played enough, no. but it is definitely one of uh, the best of like that generation of third person shooters as like a game about shooting dudes from behind cover. Because I rarely like those games. All uh, the shooters that I do tend to like uh, that are third person are like the older circle strafey types, um, where I'm running around and shooting dudes and jumping and doing that. Like I am, I am partial to a bit of stranglehold. You know, popular video game stranglehold. I've never played it. Never will. It's fine. No, I would not recommend it to you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, and, and this is very much the Gears of War. Uh, you get behind the thing and then you pop out and then you do the next thing and then you run to the guy and punch him in the face. Uh, but just, like you said, the, um, the the way the robots are designed where it's uh, like multiple weak points that have incredibly good sound design as they crack off and always like very long stun animations with every hit. Uh, it... it uh, like it takes very good feeling like the act of shooting robots feels good and combines that with uh really smooth space design like the journey from like uh, going through the sewers and then coming up and then going up that <laughs> going up that elevator into that restaurant where everyone just kind of stays sitting there as all these dudes with guns just show up yeah uh, and then you're on a train and then uh you're going through the streets then you're in the warehouse and then you're in the the uh you know the um skyscraper that is legally required to be the end building of every one of these games <laughs> you're not wrong uh i guess it wasn't the end building in revengeance but it was in revengeance yeah no there's always a skyscraper and it's always this exact skyscraper yeah no it's always big corporation with a nice lobby that you go up and there's a lab at some point yeah <laughs> always always have a big fight in the lobby always have a fight in the lab there's always a kind of corollary sequence yeah uh, and, and it always ends on the rooftop yeah Bayonetta did the same thing. It's just after that you went into space. Then that is why. Yeah, the I know. Best right? video game is Bayonetta. No, no, you're not wrong. I agree, 100. percent But Fuck. Bayonetta did do this. I hadn't considered that Bayonetta had done this, but taken it to its logical, perfect, pure conclusion. Yep. Where the fuck is Bayonetta three? This existed as early, like the one I think of is Parasite Eve, where like it's a it's like a shooter RPG, but like 
the like bonus dungeon at the end is just a skyscraper with a hundred floors and each floor is like a skyscraper floor that you have to go up mm-hmm. as like it's like here's your deep dungeon dive but it's yeah. going up a skyscraper and i always thought that that's like a great way of modern contextualizing the kind of things that are in video games mm-hmm. blowing up skyscrapers is never not fun like that's the actual answer uh i was gonna make a bad joke <laughs> please do not do that <laughs> no <laughs> i was like oh it went into my head and then i went nope no that's not okay no nope. we'll edit that out yeah that's just for you <laughs> okay great um yeah no it's always always a good time uh but yeah no, i think it's a good and i enjoy it a lot as a shootery shooter time thing uh yeah so i guess like it's a game with like like the thing that struck me here like I, as like the antithesis of Vanquish is all the bosses are great except the for boss. one. Okay, apart from one of the bosses, which is the single worst fight in the entire game by a walk. Yep. Uh, there is there are always very fun like hit the weak point, move over here, hit the next weak point type yeah, things. They're either big or they're like really mobile and like they transform in interesting ways because they're all robotic or semi-robotic. Uh, like the way that they are staged is always really interesting. Uh, I, uh, the final boss without getting too far into it, I loved because it is so mobile. Like it's a giant robot suit, but it, it's like flipping and like running across the walls and stuff. It's just doing really incredible things in the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that stuff. Uh, I, I, I really liked how cartoonish the designs of the mechs got. Like by the time you're fighting that big, massive thing that was chasing mm-hmm. you on the road. Yes. Like, the possibility space of what a mech and a robot could be in that game has just opened up so much. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you, like, like in the first chapter, there's, uh, come, it's there's the the white mech. It had a name, but I've forgotten it. Anyway, there's this mech that's chasing you. The Grand Lancer. The Grand Lancer that looks like a Final Fantasy thirteen uh, enemy. Yeah, 100%. And, and you, like, it can only be uh, hurt in cutscenes, but it can't even be killed in the first mission. Then in the second mission, you run into another one. Well, see, you, finally... you, have to, you have to turn to three ravagers and you have to stagger it and then it opens up and then you can hit it with a commando yeah yeah took me a moment (laughs) (laughs) fucking worst uh so (laughs) uh you do that and then the second mission you you fight it in the street and you can like cause an electricity to fall in water and then like kill it that way and then in the fifth mission one is flown in and you get into a metal gear and blow it up (laughs) yeah yeah no it's, it's great. the actual right version of escalation of that stuff yeah your french robot fogs a metal gear and blows it up yeah it's a good time so we should probably talk about the story yes because that's the thing we've been kind of dancing around so let's do it let's get in so there's why the don't you tri- like binary domain <laughs> <laughs> uh look like binary like the thing is, like, I actually think Binary Domain is, like, perfectly fine. Like, it's a good, like, seven hours that I spent in a video game. But it never goes as far as it should with any of its stuff. Like, I've talked about how the, the conversation system should be better. Like, you know, the shooting's fine, but it's very rote. And the story is, like, you have this world in which robots could be anybody. And only one member of your team turns out to kind of be a robot, but not really. Because uh, she's only, like... So the the thing you discover deep in is that the robots could like they never like the robots don't know that they're robots. That's the thing with the hollow children. But they could be impregnated by humans and give birth to like robot human hybrids that are indistinguishable from humans, but they're better. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But Faye, your love interest, is one of them. And then suddenly you're like, oh, we got to kill her or your team's like, we got to kill her. And you're like, I don't know. I suck it in her. I don't know if I want to do that. 
Uh, and <laughs> and <laughs> that's the line. That's <laughs> the line, and that's his accent, <laughs> basically. Um, and then you decide not to do that, and then she joins you for the final fight against the real problem, which is the American government, because it's one of these games. And the, the yep. end villain is always the American government. Vanquish, Revengeance, Dead Rising. Every, yes, Dead Rising. Every one of these. Uh, fucking Bonnet Commando. Every one of these, the <laughs> villain is always the American government. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the the problem and then so the whole thing is like the bad guy the bad guy is like the japanese guy who created these robots or more specifically the ai that he birthed and then like decided to look like him that wants to create these hollow children go around the world and create robot human hybrids to integrate robots in such a way that humanity would never like want to kill them because they'd be killing themselves because there's no way to distinguish anymore between the synthetic and the human his yeah, his plan is okay. So he so here's this AI because uh, I think we need to explain this in a lot of detail because I think everyone uh, everyone will have played the game. So you 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 uh, have been dispatched to take out uh, what's it? Uh, um, Amada, who is the leader of this company, because a hollow children turn a hollow child turned up, and you're like, fuck, they've they're secret robots now. We we need to deal with this. It's clearly this company. Go get him, bring him in. Uh, and so you go get him. You find out he is dead. Uh, and has been replaced with an AI who is responsible for the whole thing. And the AI gives a very long monologue that explains his motivations. And his motivations are, I don't want to die. If I'm found out, I will die. I want to reproduce and live on as a life form. I don't want to be wiped out and forgotten. So I created robots that could not be uh, detected even by themselves. And I created them so that they could reproduce so that my like bloodline would live on without being detected. But at no point does he express a desire in his plan to like turn on a network and like summon these robots for nefarious deeds the only thing that would happen was at some point the like breeding process would be such that the two races would have integrated to one better race he's clearly the good guy yeah so like the problem is like your team is clearly against it because your whole job is to like junk robots and that's like all the reddick like you call them scrap heads and there's a lot of violence done to rope like any of the hollow children are like horribly dispatched that you find in the course of the game mm-hmm. um but what that ends up like feeling is like your 80s stereotypical like multiple ethnic team is like advocating for like racial purity for humanity yep. against a guy who's like, well, what if we just all like work together to create like a melting pot that is better than the sum of its parts? And you're like, no, 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 we can't have that. Humans first, humans only. Let's shoot them all. Uh, and but, you, but then you like turn back on that. Yeah, but you turn back on that like only halfway because you still decide, oh, we have to kill the AI. Like, we can't not do that. But my hot girlfriend, who's like half robot, she can stay. I can, I mean, I can understand. Uh, I can understand why you would kill the AI. There is an argument to be made. I don't think they express it. Yeah. So the problem is, like, you create this story in which you are, in theory, like the actual monsters who are advocating for something really horrible. And even though you turn your back on the American government when it shows up because they're clearly evil, it doesn't actually address the thematic content of why you did that or how you feel about the world going forward. Like, your character is still someone who, like, beat a robot to death when he was a kid because he was, like, traumatized. As, like, the cutscenes will show you over and over again and aren't very interesting. But that doesn't actually inform much of who he is as a person other than he didn't like robots until one of them was hot. And now he does. Um... Like you're right. Uh I feel like it goes a little further than that. Like he 
him like him suddenly realizing oh my personal entanglements have caused me to have my bigotry changed and now i must fight against the, uh, my team like that stuff is fine i kind i kind of like it um i i wish it actually addressed the ai because once the american government get involved they basically forget about the ai uh and just say he has to be destroyed which like the argument for destroying him is the ai is the only thing that can turn on and off like the, they need to destroy the thing that networks the secret robots together sure uh to that could like turn because you've seen like robots uh hollow children get turned on and like act against you as like spies um and that's that's bad uh but the uh, actual like content of his plan and allowing these children who don't even know anything's different about them to exist like that's clearly like hunting them down clearly bad don't do it uh, but I, I like the idea of because where um, Dan is at the end of that game is he's just kind of a mess and I, I like that but I wish that they allowed like that the game feels like it's missing another hour of actually wrapping up its themes yeah because like at ne- no point does anyone actually discuss the ethics of where they were and the journey they've been on outside of like Big Bo's like oh I'm gonna side with the good with the Americans because that's what I do but then hey maybe not maybe I'm actually a good guy if your trust is high enough but like none of that's interesting like it's never taken anywhere and by the time it all wraps up you're left with i guess we're gonna let the hollow children live except the everyone in the world except us is gonna try to hunt them down and now we're fugitive too but whatever cut the credits let's go find your girlfriend but like like the cutscene right before the ending like makes the morality of the game clear in that it thinks the robot's the good guys like it says she's gonna need to lead them and so it like immediately positions the sequel as being about uh Faye gathering robots to like fight against this sure uh, but that, that's a pitch for a genocide. different game than the one we have it is a pitch for a different game that we have but i think it is still the game uh like commenting on its morality and not like it's the game definitely saying that it does it does believe the robots are people and valid like the game's not, but not but at as no point, at no point, at no, are. yeah, but at no point do the characters ever like engage with that theme, like at all. Uh, there's a little bit with Dan in the room with Faye before the final boss fight, but yeah, like yeah. once it becomes but like, about America, but like the game is because Dan is the character he is, and the game is really breezy about this stuff. Like, like I said, it like the justification could just as be easily be she's hot, I'm gonna side with her. Mm-hmm. And the game doesn't provide you any, like, background other than you want it to be not that, to, like, side with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it never, it never commits to being more than just, like, a cool action time that, like, has a good teaser for a sequel that would maybe be more interesting. I, I, I wonder if I would have liked it more if Dan just shot Faye. I, so the thing, so there's a moment where it's like, you have to defeat all the Shinobi robots and Faye or whatever. And I was like, if this game makes me kill Faye, I'm turning it off. Because I, I, like, the game seemed to not notice that you were all the bad guys at that point. And I still think it kind of misses the point that you were clearly the bad guys. Oh, I think uh, it 100% says you're the bad guy. I don't think, I don't think it ever, like, it never holds you accountable to that. It never holds you accountable to that because it doesn't have time to. But I do think, like, like the I, that's what I mean by the ending commenting on the morality of the game. Like, yeah, but you like, are saying, saying from the bad guys saying you were on the you were on the wrong side all, all along is different than like your characters acknowledging we were the bad guys. We caused harm. That's a different thing. Oh sure, and I would have loved that. But like the way they do phase like fake out death, I to- I think totally displays awareness of uh 
like the game's morality and what that says about that team. Because I think I think it's way too focused on being cool to be interesting about any of that. Well, no, because I think the idea, like like they're the 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 um attention in that scene is you know is Dan going to be able to uh throw his lifetime of like conditioned bigotry behind right uh and surprise he does because she's hot uh which i that's why i said it might have been more more interesting if no, so uh, the, the tension's more than that because your team is like we have to kill her and you are you're like i'll do it myself it's the trust of your entire team who are humans versus this woman who is half robot who you happen to like and think is hot Mm-hmm. And he makes the choice. He's like, I'm going to side with her and fake out that I killed her to my team. And the team goes off into the next room where the final boss is. And when you show back up with her, at no point do they like do they say, you've betrayed everything we stand for. What are you talking about? Like, there, Charlie makes a joke to Faye. It's like, oh, I'll give you like two hours head start or whatever. But that's not like, it doesn't actually address the fact that like Dan and Dan totally lied to them about what he was doing. And yet they still ended up siding with Dan and Faye against like, everything everything they believed in the rest of their lives that's because they all like reveal like as soon as the american government betrayed them i feel like that was the motivation for them to be like oh shit um but But like it ends up just feeling super flimsy like the game needed uh uh, an extra hour or so or like spread across the game with i don't know like code like i don't know why i didn't use the the conversation systems to actually set up a real concrete like philosophy for each of the characters and then the characters would have to question that philosophy when these truths come out but instead the, it's just like very light characterization that has to be light because you can true choose your crew uh yeah. and then the end is just very quick like once you've beat that boss in the room it cuts to credits and then there's like a one post credit scene with your girlfriend yeah uh, it doesn't like i would love to have the game where they all actually confront like where that point of the end of the game is the two-thirds point and then there's another act of them working through what that means uh unfortunately that game is not this one (laughs) it's fine to have like a goofy fun times action game when you're bullet storm but like this game any cachet this game has is sold on like like being interesting thematically and having like worthwhile stuff to grapple with as like a work that you appraise and I don't think it holds up like that at all. I think, I think it's like a totally disposable time. It's like, it's not as, it's like smarter than Gears of War, but like, so fucking what? Bunch of games are. I think it, uh, I think I would describe it as more like, if you come into it expecting just a bit, like you say, like Gears of War, and it just like throw, like sprinkles some ideas on top of that, I think it's totally fine as like a pulp video game. Like, it's not bad. I don't think it's incompetent with its themes. I just think it, uh, could have explored them deeper and sets up questions uh, that it can't quite answer with the time it has. But I don't think that that is uh, enough to write off the like the good stuff that is there. And there's a lot of good stuff that there, even if I have to do sure. like, reaching but, and filling in. But like if you're if you're holding this up as like a good example of like a really interesting video game, then what fucking games are you playing that this is your metric? Because um, it's not that interesting. I'm not holding up as a like good example. Of, I'm not saying I'm using you in a broader sense. Okay, you mean like uh, it's? It, I mean, for its cult rep, like if that's because if it's a, yeah, because of its cult reputation, I feel like that's just what happens and how it gets sold, right? Like if if it was a game that a bunch more people played, it wouldn't have that reputation. It'd just be oh, it's a cool video game with a robot thing. I think I think you, that they could still like clearly that's not true because there are games that have that kind of cult that are sold on hey this is like a cool like Osiris Wrath is like people love it because it's ridiculous nobody bought that game but it has like a cult because it's like 
like it's a good time it's fun it's stupid nobody takes it too seriously mm-hmm. this game like people take it seriously like this is evoked as like a game that like does interesting things with the medium and i don't i don't see it i think that's total like it's just not there it's just not there I, like what do you mean in specifics like 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 I don't like I don't know because like I said like I've always heard of this game as like this is like a sleeper hit it's like a shooter but it has like interesting character mechanics and its thematic content's really interesting and deep it's not it's mm-hmm. like it's like a, a an above average summer action movie in terms of like what it's about mm-hmm. yeah I I like I say I appreciate it as a shooter I think the themes are uh, mostly pretty good and it has some interesting things to say but because of how far like it cannot possibly reach uh like it can't grasp what it's reaching for and so it like can feel disappointing in that respect uh jackson yeah go ahead i i don't know i just i i don't want to like tear it down because i do feel like it's a uh kind of rare thing i don't think being like a fun game is enough like, it is if you just want to play a video game and you're not too picky and, like, it's available for cheap. But in a world in which there is endless video games to play, like, don't don't sell a game on, like, being something more than it is. Like, that's a waste of everybody's time. Like, advocate for the games that are saving something. And the games that aren't, like, it's fine to enjoy them, but, like, don't build them up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I'm giving it as, like, as much credit as I would, but I, I like, I see your point. I, I, I get it. Look, we live in a world in which Chappie exists and is this, but so much better. Right. Yes, Chappie is so good. Can yeah. Watch yourself some Chappie. Look, how many Chappies do you kill in, in Binary Domain? So a many. A billion? Billion Chappies. But none of them are Chappie. And I would kill 500 Chappies and I would kill 500 more. Just I would never I would never kill a chappy who ran after a hot He's chappie. too beautiful and too pure. <laughs> he's too pure. He's cool. <laughs> no, he's not cool. He's but cool. that's why he's adorable and I'll protect him. I love him. He is my son. Man, that's finer yeah. domain. You should just watch Chappie and save I'm, yourself. I'm the now time. thinking about Chappie, which is a very similar thing, and it has a but it that third act fucking goes places in a way that binary domains third act is a very typical of this genre i've seen that this ending before a thousand times act yeah it's just fucking irobot and it could be chappy oh that's an abnormal mapping comparison (laughs) i'm just saying don't be irobot be chappy (laughs) don't worry be chappy she's shit hot Aim and fire. Oh, iRobot's fucking the worst. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is it all climbing on that building? What are you talking about? It's great. No, it's terrible. Hold my pie. Hold it or wear it. Oh, I hate everything about <laughs> iRobot. We're done. We're done. This is it for Binary Domain. We have another Looks segment like coming up. Looks like he got hung up on the wrong robot. Another segment coming up. Jackson, please shut up. Let's move to the next segment. Goodbye. Um, Not goodbye. We're going to be back in like after this musical break. So uh, see you in like 45 seconds. That is the right question. Why do all I right. know all of iRobot? I don't know. I only know she should. I hate that movie. I hate it so much. <laughs> I really like it. Of course you do. I saw it in the cinema instead of The Bourne Supremacy. I saw it in the cinema too. I wasn't in the. I saw the Bourne movies all after the fact. Uh, that was not a franchise I grew up with, but I was going to go see the fucking robot movie. I hate it. I hate it so much. Heave up, heave away. Hey, hey, roll and go. The anchor's on board and 
the cables all stored to be rollicking randy dandy ho. Soon we'll be whooping her out through the locks. Way hey, roll and go. For the pretty young girls all come down in their frocks to be rollicking randy dandy ho. Heel up, heave away. Hey, hey, roll and go. The anchor's on board and the cable's all stored to be rollicking randy dandy ho. Come breast the bars, bullies, heave her away. Way, hey, roll and go. Soon we'll be rolling her down through the bay to be rollicking randy dandy o. Heave up, heave away. Way, hey, roll and go. The anchor's on board and the cable's all stored to be rollicking randy dandy o. This is our final segment, normally referred to as segment four, but we didn't really have a segment two, so this is segment three, but it could be four. You can call it four in your heart. I do. Editor's note from Jackson, little does M know that it is in fact actually segment four, due to editing wizardry. This is segment four. <laughs> this, is normally our... <laughs> this is normally our question segment. If you have questions, you can send them to podcastabnormalmapping.com. We have some questions sent to us via Twitter. Uh, Jackson, do you want to enumerate said questions and who they're from? Okay, Ryan has sent in a few questions. These questions are from a website they found uh, that is about video game addiction and the overcoming thereof. It is a completely earnest and unironic website about have you struggled with video game addiction? Our plans could help you. If you want to know if you... I think I think it's very clear that we both have totally struggled with video game addiction. I've got to check my tats icon. <laughs> like, look, we joke... Like, everyone who plays games jokes about, like, the alarmist, are video games addictive? But no, they are. They totally are. Come on. Especially, like, those phone games that are literally designed in order to, like, make you your brain care about something worthless to direct like, money into it. Or even if it's not, like, as concrete as that, like, the idea of video games. Like, the idea of the internet. Like, refreshing Twitter constantly. All of it is, like... Everyone is addicted to all of the things that they do all the time. Like, it's totally sp- compulsive. It's ha- totally gross. I have to check Twitter. I have to. And I didn't have to before Twitter existed. Yeah. So, anyway. like, it's alarmist and dumb, but, like, let's not pretend that we're above it. We're really not. We're all totally junkies for the things that we do. That's true. Uh, and they have sent in three of those questions okay. via Twitter, all which right. we will answer earnestly as if they were genuine abnormal mapping questions, as is our want. Yeah. Okay. Number one, have you suffered any physical pains from intense gaming? So this is the one that I have a lot of trouble with because I actually kind of have repetitive, like, it's not too terrible, but I work with computers all day at my actual day job, and then I come home and I play video games or I draw, and it's the worst. Like, I have a lot of trouble with my wrists and hands and hand strength, and I have no grip, and it's terrible. It's all because of video games and the internet. Like, if it wasn't for these things, if I was somebody like Gardened, or watch TV like a normal human being, I wouldn't have these problems. Uh, it it was at its worst when Guitar Hero and Guitar Hero 2 happened. I was going to say Guitar Hero was the one for me. Just... Where I would play until I literally like would start making mistakes because my hands were too devastated to continue. Your, your hands get so cramped in Guitar Hero. So yeah. cramped. Yeah. They get way more cramped than using an actual guitar. I've never used an actual guitar, but I believe you. 
using my acoustic, stick i get all cramped the electric's better because the neck's thinner so i can i can deal i've got tiny hands so i'm bad i'm, I'm clearly the wrong person who's playing guitars but no they'll get you they'll get you but i mean i still like i have pain when i'm like playing like my vita and 3ds too long mm-hmm. not so much now that i've downgraded or upgraded whatever to a smaller 3ds but the vita still does it and my old vita, vita, vita 3ds me. did the vita gets me 3ds doesn't usually get me 3ds is nice uh in the hands for me uh but um the vita is a weird like that stick it's weird it's a weird system yeah especially the right hand with the buttons and how flimsy they are uh i play it a little bit it's like it's why rpgs are like persona is good on the vita but uh muramasa the video game that i want to play on the vita it's hard to play on that controller hmm. i didn't have too many problems but that's all right it, it, it's not like hard to play but it, after like 45 minutes i was done and then i didn't want well, to. well you know take it. a you should take a 15 minute break every hour <laughs> fucking thanks hey <laughs> hey hey please remember to take a break as every nintendo game will remind you as they should hey. as they should yep don't worry about it take a break yeah well, God, are... if if video games were actually built around 45 minute like hard break segments they'd be so much better Oh yeah! Could you imagine, like, if games were just like totally, you could just, like, there's a hard out every forty, like forty minutes even, like, because you need some slop if people are bad at video games. No. Oh, it'd be, I'd have so much fun because then mean, I'd know exactly how much video game I have left. I mean, you could like, you, I wouldn't like hard cut the game or anything. No, but, but like, there's like, you should never have a sequence where it is more than forty minutes between like a clear save point and a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, because the save points, but like Assassin's Creed that we were talking about, like runs on the idea of I've done this thing, I can do the next thing over here. That's the whole game when you can play the whole game like that. Uncharted yeah. just goes from beginning to end, never fucking stops. But yeah. 45 minutes, episode done. Yeah. What we were saying about TV shows and episodes applies to video games too. Video games yeah. get a little bit longer because they're a bit more experiential, but... Yeah, you know why Tales from Warlands is the best Telltale game? Because it's fucking short. Every episode's like 90 minutes. Yeah. Also because it's fantastic. Yeah, there's that too. But like, if you compare them to like Walking oh, Dead, Walking where Dead, like yep. episodes can be like three hours long. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. No, I I think if video games and especially the bigger uh, sort of them are going to actually like hit mainstream acceptance in a way that they keep wanting to, right? Uh, that kind of programming and designing towards hard cut stops is a, would be a good idea. That's why Journey caught on like it did. Yeah. You sit down, you play it inside to a lesser extent. Yep, I like that stuff. Okay, I think Journey is a longer game than Inside, but yeah, sure. It, it, it's a, they, those are longer games, but they are both intended to be things you do once, and they have a time in mind for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I like I would I'd like things to also designed to be shorter, but like yeah. it's it's the idea of this is when the person will stop, this is when the person will stop. Uh, yeah. That is important to me. Okay. Question two. Have you sworn off a game, uninstalled it, and later returned to it? So this is the one that I don't... I'm not sure I have a big... So I never got into MMOs, really. I played Star Trek Online for a bit, because of course I did. Uh, and I know that's people's big, like, oh, I can't quit this game. Oh, I quit this game. Oh, it's I'm, there's a new patch. I'm going to go back. Or, like, Dota or something. And since I don't play, like, games that are open-ended and endless like that, I don't really have that, but I did swear off Pokemon, and then they started releasing cute Pokemon, and I'm about to buy a new Pokemon. Hey. Yeah? There's some Pokemon. Uh, Are they cute? Uh, No, but they are in the real world. No, no, no. That's not the Pokemon (laughs) I want, Jackson. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to... Don't offer me these. I do not want to go with Pokemon. (laughs) I just want to have Pokemon. (laughs) 
You want to catch the Pokemon. But not all of them, just some not of them. Not all of them. <laughs> gotta catch some of them. Yeah, I would like to catch some of them. That's a lot <laughs> different than gotta catch all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Pokemon counts for you. Um, oh, it sure does. Man, I'm real bummed. Like, whatever. Sun and Moon like has really cute designs. I'm excited for them. But like the actual game part of that doesn't seem particularly interesting. And I'm like sad that it like they only took like one generation for me to be back on board. Like, what a rube. I'm just a rube. What? It's... What do you mean it took? Well, this is there wasn't one in between X and Y now. Like does I know, Alpha... but there was there was Alpha and Sapphire, yeah. and I was like, nope, right. don't even. I was not even remotely tempted for those, and now they're mm-hmm. back, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, this cute Pokemon. I hope like I hope ridiculous you re- I hope you really enjoy it because I still feel guilty for destroying Pokemon for you. Oh, but you freed me. Why can't <laughs> I just be free? <laughs> I, you were so upset in that episode, and now you're annoyed that you're back. <laughs> Yeah, because that means I'm probably going to pay for a video game, and I don't need to. Yeah, that's... Yeah, well, you know. You know. Yep. Uh, I guess Metal Gear Solid Five's mine. Oh. I mean, you haven't played it in a while. I mean, you, no, you went back, I, like, several months later, but you haven't gone back since then, have you? Nah, nah, nah. But, like, like uh, my process of quitting it was definitely about a couple weeks of, I'm back, I'm out, I'm back, I'm out. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm done with that now. Like, there's no, there's no hope of me ever getting back to that game. All right. And what is the final question? The final question is, do you often relive gaming experiences or think about future ones? I mean, we have a podcast where we do exactly that. At least the part where we relive our gaming experience. You're listening and we're going to think about our future ones right now with our 2017 look forward. Three I mean, games I... we're looking forward to in 2017. M, go. Oh, 2017. <laughs> Um, give me a second. I can totally do this. Uh, uh, oh, um, the, uh, what's the, what's the name of that game? The, uh, Tim Schafer riding a, riding a motorcycle game. Yes. Yes. Tim Schafer on a motorcycle. Yes. No, what is the name of that game? Uh, um, Psychonauts 5Ds. Full throttle, the full, full throttle. throttle I knew it was full I, throttle. I just wanted to make a bad five D. Always joke. wanted to play that game. I like always wanted to play that game. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen because I'm super curious. That's this year. And oh, is it? Oh no. Okay, that's, that's in two months. Uh, whatever the Mario Galaxy team is making. Two months to the day, Final Fantasy fifteen will be out. Oh my god, I want to die. <laughs> uh, so yeah, whatever, whatever the. Uh, Whatever the Mario Galaxy team is making, because I'm sure they're making another Final Fantasy or Final another Mario game. <laughs> oh man, really if those teams switched, <laughs> if those teams switched, uh, I don't know that kind. Of, that maybe be a huge bummer for everyone who likes yeah, Mario. Yeah, be, be, like as the Japanese gaming industry kind of slowly deflates, like the final horn, the final trumpet, hitting the lights up on the way out, <laughs> is the fucking Mario team making a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and then uh, Bloodstained is probably my third. Eh? Like Tacoma is a real close third or fourth, I guess. But no, like I feel like I think about like I know that a game is like good and interesting when I think about wanting to play it when I'm not playing it. Because most of the time I'm like, okay, this is the time I have a set aside for whatever game I'm playing. I'm gonna sit down and play it, and then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. And if a game's really good, I think about it when I'm not playing it. That's how like that's how I judge quality. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I was, yeah, like when I played the Dead Risings, I was thinking a bunch about Dead Rising One. I wasn't really thinking about Dead Rising Three when I wasn't playing it. 
Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. Uh, my games for next year are, I don't know, Persona. Like, what's coming out next year? It's so long away. Final Fantasy twelve. Oh, yeah. Of course. 100%. <laughs> Yep. That's actually super. Man, we need to get moving on those Final Fantasies. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> we already. You know, it's at, it's close. It's we're coming up on six. Yeah, I know. In a couple months, but man, maybe months. we should just pull the trigger. A little. I don't know. It, to me, that's such a winter game, so I kind of want to wait, but until it gets a little cooler. I mean, you can. We can like play five. I guess. No, no. I mean, I want you to play five, but not like there's so much. Like it's not as important in that way. You, Sure, but I can play five, and you can like dip in and talk about five and live through five with me. I'd love that. I All just right. don't want to do an episode on five, really. No, I, just, I didn't mean an episode. I meant I'll okay. play five, so you can get the fantasy back on. I guess. I guess that's a spoiler. Uh, sometime, probably November, would be my guess. We're gonna do Final Fantasy six. Yep. Uh, Destiny is planning on joining us for that, so it'll be uh, the trio, and it'll be yeah. a good time. Uh, I can talk about why I think Final Fantasy VI is like a weirdly super flawed kind of not good game, but I hope I like it more this time. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Those are the questions. Torment ties of Numenera. That's another game. That oh, for. is that is that next year? Yeah, it probably That's is. Right. Next year. I mean, that was last year, and then it was this year, and now it's next year. Whatever. As so, long as it's good, I don't care when it comes out. I have a thousand games take, to play. They, yeah, it's true. I have more video games than you can shake four sticks at. Uh, you could probably shake them at four games. A stick for each game. <laughs> stick for game. <laughs> well, depends how the like the radius of the the shit. I mean, a shape. stick a stick can only be pointing Goodbye. at one game at a time. No, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. You don't get to choose when this podcast ends. I'm the host. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, as always, podcast at normalmapping.com If you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to talk about something, we can talk about whatever you want. As long as it's tangentially video game related. You can just say video games at the end. That'll count. Uh, next month, we are playing a trilogy of games that you can find on iOS. And the first two are on Steam. And I don't know if they're on Android. I actually don't know. I, I'm sorry if you have an Android device. I did not look this up. But we're playing The Room, The Room 2, and The Room 3, which are by don't remember don't remember jackson could you look this up really fast i am on wikipedia as we... no i don't mean the tommy Wiseau movie it's no, fire something game no i don't mean silent hill fireproof studios yes i was gonna say fireside games but that's not true fireside friends is a podcast <laughs> with our friends that you were on and i will be on someday yes uh uh they are all on android uh only okay, some good. of them are on windows yeah, no, uh, the first two are. Um, okay. the Because it takes them a long time because they redo the games for computer. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, I bet. I'm going to play them on iOS. Uh, yes, I, I've already played them on iOS. I, I might play the first one on Steam because I bought it already, but uh, I will play them again. I really like this series. Uh, they are kind of room escape games, but like with a lot of plot. And they're actually more about like opening weird puzzle boxes. Uh, they're really good, and uh, they will make your phone so hot because they they are very graphics intensive. Oh, you know so. what I need is more heat. No, but they're not very long, so you're fine. Yeah, I'd be fine. No, I'm very I, excited. You know, for them. They... I bet, I bet, I bet it's fine on this phone. I played the first two on my older phone. Oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've been uh, interested in these for a while. You've been recommending them to me for a while. I thought they'd be a good chat, a little yeah. different from our usual. Uh, Video games. We don't. We don't actually do very many mobile games. Yeah, it's been. It's. I've just been this and uh, the other one framed. 
Yep. I guess Lily kind of counts. Yeah, Lily. Well, I'll count Lily. But yeah. yeah. Excited. Come back next month for that. Play it. Uh, play them if you're interested, because I'm told they're good. Are they good? They're good. They're good. So some are go. good. Some are better than others. There's some weird, annoying stuff in three that's not very fun, but. Yeah, I know three goes further with a lot of story it, stuff. It, it gets really obscure in its endings because it has multiple endings because it's mm-hmm. like the conclusion of the series, probably, maybe, maybe. Uh, and that's a bummer. Oh, but uh, can I ask a question about the room three? Yeah. Is there room for a sequel? Mm, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, like they could easily concoct a reason for there to be room three. I don't think there needs to be. I would really like them to take like the ideas of the game and like make something that was less wrapped around the trappings of this franchise. Cause it like, it's very tied into like a very specific plot and like, like all the elements are themed around a certain thing. And uh, I would like something that was like a little more lighthearted, maybe like a sci-fi thing. I don't know. Something different. Uh, I'd like to thank you for completely ignoring me being the worst and earnestly answering the question there. That's what I do. I know. If people want to find you, Jackson, where would they do that? On Twitter, at HeadfulsOff, or at HeadfulsOff.com, where whatever else I do is going up there. Not at Trashback Ratio, and not at GiveZone. <laughs> Maybe I, one day. Uh, so, we should just say, if you listen to Trashback Ratio, that is kind of messed up because Kyle's scheduling is really weird. Kyle's scheduling is weird. My, I've been sleeping more. Everyone's kind of uh, messed up. Like Destiny is very bummed that she never talks to you anymore, for the record. I know. I'll stay off some nights. Yeah. Uh... And uh, try and Goof Zone is just not on hiatus because everyone was busy, right? Yeah, but we ha- like we now that I've done meds, we have like a thing to talk about that is a specific episode that people have been. It's it's the podcast that I am most requested to record. Okay, so uh, soon. yeah, and yeah, uh, you can find me on em underscore being on Twitter. I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not on any other podcast within Trust Ratio. Show. Uh, so that's that's nice for me because man, I'm stressed. Uh if you go onto YouTube in the mornings, you could watch me play uh, Dragon Spirit, yep. the the new generation. I don't remember what the subtitle is. I was th- I just as a kid, I always referred to it as the Dragon Game. So uh, that's what I'm doing for Rise and Shmup. And uh, Castlevania is back and will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, because I'm running out of backlog and I don't really have the energy to record a lot of them to keep up the backlog. So that's what's happening on the YouTube channel. Nice. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Please, for the love of God, tell your friends. And come back next time. Uh, we probably won't be doing one in two weeks. It'll probably just be the end of next month because uh, neither of us are in a condition to play a lot of games right now. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe. Probably not. Never. Chappy. <laughs> Chappy. Just a picture of Chappy. <laughs> it's gonna be the Never Lady, the Maybe Guys, and Chappy. <laughs> Reggie's standing there like we do. We knew there were some consumers who would never play games, and then we also knew that we had Chappy. <laughs> My Chappy is ready. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're ending on that. Bye. <laughs> My chappy is ready. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>